The New Orleans Saints schedule is officially out, but you know what? It only really barely matters because the Saints have everything that they need to be a 10 plus win team in 2023, regardless of the schedule. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can uh, subscribe or follow on YouTube wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss the latest episodes. And of course, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me over at Saints News Network with Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode is all about the beauty that is the 2023 New Orleans Saints schedule. Oh, yes, everybody, it is here. It is time to get fired up for another 2020, or not another 2023 season, but it's time to get fired up for another season here with the New Orleans Saints. We're going to be taking a look at the schedule today, but before we get to certain things there, we're also going to be taking a look at a couple different things. So we're going to get to health being key to the success of this franchise, and we are not the only ones who believe this. There's another very high-ranking, awesome person who also feels the same way. We're also going to get take a look at the toughest stretch of the schedule for the New Orleans Saints, but first, the biggest takeaway of this schedule is that, well... The Saints should be a 10-win team this season. And so it doesn't really matter what the schedule is, if you really think about it, because the Saints have everything that they need in order to be a 10-win team. There's no excuses here. The New Orleans Saints have their starting quarterback. Their head coach, Dennis Allen, got to build out his staff. They've got their weapons. They went out and got Foster Moreau and brought him in. They've got Michael Thomas back, Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid are great. Uh, Juwan Johnson really like turned things on last year. He's back this season. The Saints build up their back, you know, their their running back room. Their offensive line has depth. Their secondary has depth. Their defensive line has been rebuilt. Isaiah Foskey's the Notre Dame all-time sack leader, all these other things. And then you've got Demario Davis and Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore and Alante Taylor and Paul Sinadibo and Tyron Matthew. There's so many different reasons here for you to be able to just look at this team and say, you know what? Whenever you look at the schedule, whenever you look at this team and what's going on, this team should be a 10-win team in 2023. There is no doubt about it in my mind that this should be a 10-win team. And honestly, if they're not a 10-win team and you're disappointed, I completely understand. And this is a team that should be a playoff team. This is a team that believes it will be a playoff team. Everything about what they've done so far this offseason has told you that. It has told you that over and over and over again. To make sure that you understand that, like, look, they went out and they got their quarterback. They went out and they got the guys that they wanted. They made the staff changes that they wanted to make, all these other pieces, and now they should be in position to win games. There's no real excuses here at this point. So let's go over the schedule real quick just to make sure that you have it. If you're, uh, you know, however it is that you're checking things out, the Saints here are going to be opening up their season against the Tennessee Titans. The headline of that matchup. Tajay Spears coming back to New Orleans. The Saints did not select Tajay Spears at pick 71. Instead, they went with Kendra Miller. 
I believe the reason for that is Kendra Miller's health status was a lot better than Tajay Spears. Tajay got to Tennessee and they basically uncovered the fact that like ACL nothingness going on in one of those knees. I'm fairly certain that's one of the things that the Saints knew about and decided that that's not something that they were going to be able to deal with and that they weren't comfortable with in terms of medicals, but they were very comfortable with the MCL sprain of Kendra Miller. So that's kind of your headliner right there. Then the Saints will open up with, that's their home opener, which will be at home, which is awesome. Great to see the Saints opening up at home. The Saints have not gone 2-0 and to start a season since the 2013 year. They'll open up against the Tennessee Titans. Then they'll go on the road for two straight games up against the Carolina Panthers, where they'll see potentially Bryce Young. Maybe it's an Andy Dalton revenge game. We'll find out. And then they've got the Green Bay Packers on the road right after that. Jordan Love, not, um, not, uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, the week two game against the Carolina Panthers is a Monday night game. Then they're back at home against the Tampa Buccaneers, October 1st. Then they go back on the road for two games, New England Patriots week five, October 8th. I'm going to tell you why that's important. You've got the New England Patriots week five. You've got the Green Bay Packers week three. What does that mean? The cold weather outdoor games happen in September and October, not in November, December, or January. And that is huge for the New Orleans Saints, who already have uh, you know, a look at where they're going to be in terms of their dome games. They've got 13 out of 17 games indoors, and the only two games that are outdoor that are concerns when it comes to weather are going to be early on in the season. Maybe you add Carolina to that as well. The Carolina Panthers, though, week two. So again, all of the big cold outdoor games happening early on in the season for New Orleans. So you've got the Carolina Panthers week two, you've got the Green Bay Packers week three, Tampa Bay, they welcome back at home to kick off October. Just so you know where that that game is going to be in terms of the away game, not until the very end of the schedule. That's going to be December 31st, just before the new year, all the way over there. So then the Saints will have to come back at home for a Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've got two Thursday night games on the calendar, which is Clearly, probably like the worst part of their schedule is the fact that they've got to go on the road twice or that they've got to host or, you know, play, be a part of two Thursday night games. The Jacksonville game will be a primetime game Thursday night at home, the only home primetime game for the New Orleans Saints. Absolutely no reason the Saints should be a 10 win team. Absolutely no reason they shouldn't be a 10 win team, Scott says. It's absolutely right. Then the Saints have. Um, an interesting little journey right here. So they welcome home the Jacksonville Jaguars and they go on the road to the Indianapolis Colts week eight, week nine. They come back home for a Sunday game against the Chicago Bears and they're back on the road again, week 10 Sunday up against the Minnesota Vikings. They're by week, week 11 this year. That's really, really nice for them. That's a nicely placed schedule, nicely placed by week, all that. Then they're uh, back on the road for the Atlanta Falcons week 12. Then they've got a three-game homestand. This is big. Three, uh, Four of the Saints' last six games, uh, four of the Saints' last seven games actually after the bye week at home, Detroit Lions at home, Carolina Panthers at home, and then the New York Giants at home. That's your weeks 13, 14, and 15. Then they go on the road for two in a row Thursday night. Here's the other primetime game. This one's on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. Sunday, they go against the, um, on uh, December 31st, that's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on the road. And then TBD week 18, they'll close out at home against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's just a quick, like a rundown of kind of where they are. And I tried to kind of keep that interesting by highlighting some of the big things that you need to know in between. But the big takeaways here really for the Saints, pretty simple schedule, best quarterback on this schedule right now, Trevor Lawrence. 
You've got two Thursday night games. That kind of stinks. But the thing that's kind of nice here is that you've got a three-game homestand before you get to the Thursday night game against the Los Angeles Rams. And then before the uh, Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're away from home and then you come back home for that Thursday night game against Jacksonville. So it's kind of nice the way that that works, but then the Saints will have a long bye before they get to that division game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they'll, we'll see how much time they have before the Atlanta Falcons game because that could end up being on a Saturday or something like that. So pretty simple to say here that the Saints are in a situation where they should have a very, very strong season here in 2023 assuming everybody stays healthy. But what's the toughest stretch of their schedule? Let's break that down as we continue this schedule release 2023 New Orleans Saints schedule release breakdown here on Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode of Locked on Saints, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars on the market. You're taking a look at some incredible flavors like a mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, uh, salted caramel, cookies and cream, all covered in 100% dark chocolate. And I know that that should sound like they're bloated with sugar, but you're talking about 130, 140 grams of uh, uh, like carbs and, 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 and things like that. But then you're only dealing with like four or five grams of sugar and then 17, 18 grams of protein. So you're getting the good stuff without getting all the bad stuff. Go and check them out today. You can find them online at... Um, uh, at built.com to get all of the different flavors. But then you can also go to your local Walmart as well as your local Sam's Club to say, yo, I want to get some more built bars, but I want to get them right now. Four bar box at Walmart in the pharmacy section, 13 bar box over at Sam's Club. So go and check them out today. Built.com, the best tasty protein bars on the market over at Built Bar. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate y'all very much for being here. Whether you're here live or you're listening later on or you're watching later on, I appreciate you very much for joining us. We've already got a pretty nice crowd here up in the chat for a schedule release. Appreciate y'all being here. I'm seeing a lot of folks in the chat saying that nothing comes easy, and I think that's really right. And that's what tomorrow morning's episode is going to focus on. Where are the pitfalls? the potential traps for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to the 2023 schedule. Even though it looks like a manageable schedule, where are the things that they might potentially struggle with? We'll get to that tomorrow. And we're going to kind of lean into all of this as well and kind of look at where the Saints have their toughest stretch throughout this season. So when you look at maybe some of the opponents, maybe the opponents don't feel like they're super tough or anything like that, but I think your toughest stretch really comes within the early portion of the schedule. You've got two away games and you come back home. You got two away games and you come back home and then you alternate away, home, away. And so I really think that that early portion of the schedule, which includes opponents like the Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans, the New England Patriots, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Minnesota Vikings, these are all unfamiliar teams for the New Orleans Saints outside of maybe Minnesota, right? They played against Minnesota quite a bit. And a lot of the teams they have losing records against all time are in that first piece of that category as well. But for the Saints, I think they've got a really nice stretch of games toward the end of the season. So you've got the Atlanta Falcons, a team you're familiar with, the Detroit Lions, who you're not sure who they're going to be this year, but you love the Jamal Williams revenge game factor that'll be a part of that in your favor as a Saints fan. Carolina Panthers, New York Giants, Los Angeles Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Atlanta Falcons again. That's not a terribly bad stretch to close off the end of your season. So what I'm really looking at here are the early portions of this schedule, opening up at home against the Tennessee Titans, going on the road against the Carolina Panthers, who you lost to on the road in that same you know vicinity last year, 
Monday night game, all of those other potential traps, rookie quarterback, all that's there. Then you've got the Green Bay Packers on the road, Tampa at home. I'm not too concerned about for New Orleans right now, but then going on the road against the New England Patriots and then this fully rejuvenated D'Amico Ryan's led defensive team with the Houston Texans all of a sudden could surprise you. Not saying that they will, but they could. Then you welcome the toughest quarterback that you'll face all season in Trevor Lawrence. And then you've got the Indianapolis Colts on the road. That could be another rookie quarterback situation that we've seen. And in Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, I can kind of go here, there, or or elsewhere on those. But I mean, that's me really grasping at straws here, y'all. When I take a look at like what's the toughest stretch of the season. Really, what I'm looking at there is where are the away games? What's the what's kind of the wear and tear of the team in terms of having to travel that much and everything? And so I just can't figure all this out. And I love like a comment like this from Mr. Davis. Why are you telling these fans what they want to hear for likes? I'm, I'm not, um, I'm telling, I'm not telling you what you want to hear and that's fine. But like the thing that I'm trying to point out here is that this is not as big of a pitfall schedule as what the New Orleans Saints have seen in the past where they're on the road for, you know, several games, or they've got some type of big travel that they have to make like. The, the 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 game to London. The the longest air miles travel that the Saints will make during the season is to the Los Angeles Rams, which is 1,600 plus air miles. The key factor that you're looking at there or the key metric, which is historically relevant throughout the time of the NFL, is when having to travel 2,000 plus miles one way. That becomes the really, really big thing that you let you end up looking for on these schedules. Dennis Allen said it when he was talking with uh, Rich Eisen just a couple of days ago that the two first things that they see are um, they look for who they play week one, and then they look for kind of the cold weather games. The cold weather games are early. Just to remind you, the cold weather games are very early. The Green Bay Packers, week three. The New England Patriots, week five. That's not terrible in terms of, that's actually ideal in terms of where it is that you're looking for or what it is that you're looking for in terms of when those outdoor winter season games uh, land. So I'm not really sitting here trying to toot horns. I'm not really sitting here just trying to appease or anything like that. It's just that like the Saints schedule didn't shape out terribly. And this is a team that has done everything that it can within a very, very weak division to make itself competitive. So by all means, it should be a 10-win team. And if it is not, then Saints fans, I believe, have every reason to be disappointed if that's the case. And then I think you'll start to see some you know, potential things going on within the organization at that point. I don't think that that's far-fetched. And I'm not trying to talk about like big changes within the organization. I just mean that the Saints picked a very specific direction this season, which was to compete and all that. Now you end up getting to a point to where you're not, you know, if you end up not competing, then what do you do? You have to have a real conversation about what you do next. So it might be a team with some changes, but the changes were all pointing towards the idea of competing. So if you're not going to compete, then what are you doing? If you're not going to compete, what are you doing? And they have a favorable schedule. So I think your toughest stretch in terms of the schedule really comes down to the early travel that you have. The Thursday night game at home against Jacksonville can be kind of tricky and all that. I think you're watching for that. The travel game to Indianapolis can be kind of a pitfall for you, but we'll kind of dig into the rest of those and then figure out sort of where like the pitfalls are for the schedule for uh, our next episode. I'm not going to waste your time going game by game with predictions here, but I do think that there is a reasonable uh, expectation among Saints fans right now that this is going to be a winning team 
in 2023. And if you're not seeing that, then that's fine. That's okay. And everything we can, we can revisit it after the season's over. But I do think that this is a team that expects itself to compete. So to expect anything otherwise is just kind of hating at that point. And so I'm not going to sit here and hate. If the team thinks that they're going to compete, then I'm going to believe that they're going to compete. And then if they don't, you have every right to be upset. You have every right to be upset. And trust me, they're going to be upset too. So toughest stretch of this schedule is really just kind of everything that happens before the bye week because of all of the um because of all of the the travel that they have to do. Two back to back, two back to back and then alternating, you know, this that and the other. But then like the end of this schedule, again, four of the last seven games are at home. 1 2 3 Four of their last seven games are against division opponents as well, including two games against the Falcons and a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints are in good. The, the Saints are in a good place here. They're simply in a good place. Like it's just that easy. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that bothers somebody. I'm sorry if it does. And actually, you know what? I'm not. I'm not sorry if it bothers you. That's okay. Um, but at this point, if the Saints aren't winning ten games then it comes down to coaching, it comes down to play calling, it comes down to execution, and maybe it comes down to health. And that perhaps is the biggest key to the New Orleans Saints success in 2023 is their ability to stay healthy. Because if you look over the course of 2021 and 2022, they have not been able to do that. And eventually something's got to change if that luck can't change. Last year, there was a lot of these weird things that happened, but really you look at the last couple of years, Soft tissue injuries out the wazoo, injuries out the wazoo, fourth most, in, most injured team last year. And so to help us take a look at that, I, I want to show you a clip from Up and Adams, Kay Adams show over on FanDuel TV. This is the cool thing about having sort of the FanDuel sponsorship is we get to you know kind of collaborate on things like this. So coming up here in just a moment, I'm going to let you hear what she has to say, and then I'm going to tell you why I think it's important. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Houdat Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at what could perhaps be the most important part of the Saints 2023 season. Not just the schedule, not just the new quarterback, not the changes around the offense, not the weapons on offense, not the weapons on defense, none of those things. To an extent, the only thing that really matters for the New Orleans Saints, or the biggest thing that should matter when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, is health. And they have struggled mightily to maintain that in 2021, 2022, all of that. So what makes us think that that's going to change in 2023? Well, the only thing that can really make us feel like anything's going to change there in 2023 is when it actually does change. But there is hope. There is a glimmer. There is light at the end of the tunnel. The Saints Severe, not severely, but the Saints drastically reduced soft tissue injuries last year. And then they dealt with a bunch of freak injuries, lacerated kidneys, cluster migraines, these types of things. And then, of course, a dislocated toe for uh, you know Michael Thomas, a dislocated toe at the beginning of the season for Trevor Penning, Liz Frank injury for both Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz at the end of the season. So it stinks. And you have every reason to sort of sit there and cross your fingers and just hope when it comes to the Saints' health. But if the Saints stay healthy, there's a lot of belief in what this team can be. And to help highlight that, I want to let you hear what Kay Adams had to say today from over at Up and Adams, which you can find on FanDuel TV, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central. Every day she's out there grinding and doing phenomenal work. Here's what she had to say about the New Orleans Saints and how important health can be to their success this season. Let's get to the question on the Saints. It is simply... 
can you maybe not get injured? Like, fine. Like, can you, like, finally not get injured? The last two seasons have been, like, unlike anything I've ever seen the team go through. Last year, they suffered the fourth most injuries in the league. And it was the guys that are really important, like the Marshawn Lattimore's, Michael Thomas, ugh, left tackle, Trevor Penning. We don't even know what he's like out there on the field. Key pieces on the team. And that doesn't even include Alvin Kamara, who only missed two games, who was clearly playing through something most of the year, if you were watching. And this comes after 2021 where the Saints set an NFL record by starting 58 different players through the course of the season because of injuries. It's been one of, and I don't know why more people nationally don't talk about this. This is one of the worst stretches of injury luck in the NFL, in NFL history, okay? So if that luck evens out and we see this man on the field, <laughs> remember this? It was so long ago. If he looks like this, the way he started last year, Olave on the other side, Derek Carr, Running the show, Marshawn Lattimore locking up every opposing number one wide receiver and Cam Jordan living in the backfield for a full 17 or close to that. I don't really care about any of the stuff that I said earlier in the segment about any other team in the division. If and if, 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 if they can stay healthy, especially those guys I mentioned, this division runs through New Orleans. They are the favorite. It's nobody's ball game. There we go. Let's see the odds again. FanDuel Sportsbook, because that's everybody's ballgame right now. They're all positive odds. We get it. I'm learning about odds as we go. But yeah, I think the Saints are the favorite, uh, and they should be looking good. Health is the issue. When you look at where what Kay is highlighting here is that the Saints are coming back off of the 2021 season, where they had started the most team or started the most players. Um, for, you know, in, in NFL history, when it came to starters, 58 different ones. I see y'all. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I appreciate y'all. Um, uh, and so I think that um, when you see how the New Orleans Saints started 58 different players back in 2021, and then now you get to the point to where you see them deal with more injury, bad injury luck in 2022, I understand all the question marks around all of it. And it was great to kind of like hear from this or hear you know, Kay kind of mentioned this whole thing about how, like, I don't know why national media doesn't talk about this any, you know, doesn't talk about this more. Kay, neither do I, and I don't understand, but it's, but it's okay, but it's okay. As long as the Saints can find a way to stay mostly healthy in 2023, they should be in a position to where now they are, um, you know, looking at this sort of this 10 win season that we were just talking about and that they're in line for that. If you get 15 good games out of Chris Olave and 10 good games out of uh, Michael Thomas, you're in a great spot if you're the New Orleans Saints. We've talked about this a ton of times on the show. You don't even need to get Michael Thomas to 100 catches. The guy gets 80, 90 catches and averages 10, 11, 12 yards per catch. You're in a fantastic spot as the whole of your offense, right? So this is the kind of thing that we continuously stress here on the show, that there is no bigger equalizer in the NFL than injury. Injury is, of course, the biggest one that you're going to find when it comes to this team that is 13 and 0 going up against this team that is 3 and 10. If team 13 and 0 is going up against 3 and 10 team, but 3 and 10 team is healthier than 13 and 0 team, 3 and 10 team might win that. And that's just the way that the NFL is. So this ends up being the thing that's most important. I know we always have such a great time looking at like schedules and waiting for the schedule release and all of that stuff, but these games that the Saints have on this schedule are completely unpredictable if they can't stay healthy. And there is no reason to believe 
that if they can't stay healthy, that they're just going to upset everybody, you know, as they roll through, especially over on the offensive side. Remember, this is a team that struggled quite a bit over in 2022 on the offensive side, but is a team that in 2022 had so many injuries over the defensive side that they're starting five in terms of their starting three corners and their two starting safeties didn't even get to the point where they were able to be on the field together for a single snap, a single snap. And those are the types of things that Kay is helping to highlight here is that that's a big part of why the Saints were what they were last season. They lost their quarterback. They lost their top wide receiver. They lost Marshawn Lattimore for 11 games. They struggled to put both safeties on the field. They dealt with injuries in the offensive line. They dealt with injuries in the defensive line. Chris Olave missed a couple of games. I think that there's all of these little pieces that, of course, all kind of like lumped together. And that, along with failures on the offensive side to execute predictable trends, things like that, that the Saints also had kind of going on, maybe some of those predictable trends came from not having your full playbook available because of the fact that you were dealing with a roster that was absolutely depleted and you've got Andy Dalton trying to drive the car that you built for Jameis Winston. There's so many different pieces to all of this. And so you like what the New Orleans Saints have done so far this offseason with building out their roster, building out some depth linebacker, defensive line, maybe even offensive line still could use a little bit of love, but they've got six roster spots still open and around 11 to $12 million to do what they need to do when it comes to that. So there's so many different remaining like moving pieces that are achievable, addressable, that the Saints can continue to build up so that they can have the most success in 2023 that's possible. I believe that this team can be a 10 plus win team in 2020. Nay, I believe this team should be, should be a 10 plus win team in 2023. They should be. Everything that they've done this offseason, the way that they've retooled, the way that they have, I'll use the word rebuilt to stay consistent with what I said from the very beginning of the offseason. Anytime you have a question at the quarterback position, you are rebuilding your team. Whether you like it or not, you're rebuilding. And the Saints rebuilt. They did it pretty quickly because they got their guy in Derek Carr. Now, were, were all these decisions the right decisions? Are all these decisions going to translate to success out on the field? We'll have to wait for the games to be played in order to figure that out. But at least now we know when those games are happening. Remember, big key takeaways for the schedule. Bad quarterbacks in terms of who they're going up against. Two Thursday night games, only three primetime games, only one home primetime game for this team. And then, of course, opening up at home against the Tennessee Titans, but closing out the schedule. With four out of seven games at home and four out of seven games being familiar opponents from within the division. There's a lot here that's not winnable, not easy, but there's a lot here that's manageable for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to their 2023 schedule. Coming up in tomorrow morning's episode, remember no live show tomorrow night. We're just going to do the morning episode tomorrow. The morning episode, we're going to take a look at the pitfalls, the traps, some of the things you might not expect. And we'll also update you on Foster Moreau's contract so that you know how much he's doing, you know, how much his cap hit is in 2023, what he's got left and what, not what he's got left, but what he's taking up, what his contract looks like and what the Saints have left and could potentially use that money for. I appreciate y'all very much for being here. Make sure to hit that like button. We just had us a very, very fun, fast and furious 28 minutes here on the show. So I appreciate y'all very much for being here live or later, checking us out, however it is that you take the show in. I really, really appreciate y'all so much. Um, Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe and and follow wherever you are as well. And of course, 
I appreciate you very much. As always, making me a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.